friends. You're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. I am excited about today's episode, so I am ready to dive right into this topic because I get asked about it all the time. If you were on my Facebook Live a few weeks ago, I talked about this topic, and so I hope that this will be helpful to the rest of you who did not get to see that Facebook Live or didn't have a chance to watch the replay. Today, we are going to talk all about blogging. This is a question that I get asked all the time, probably like once a week. And I also, after I did the Facebook Live recently, I got a lot of responses from people who had been told to start a blog for their Etsy shop or been told that that was their first step in marketing their Etsy shop in the first place that they should go to try and drive traffic to their Etsy shop. So, Do you need a blog to drive traffic to your Etsy shop? Today, we're going to talk about why I think that is generally bad advice for newbie sellers, especially, when it might actually be useful for you, and what kind of industries blogging might work for, and what you should do instead of blogging to make sure that your Etsy shop gets a consistent stream of traffic, particularly if you are a newer seller. Let's go ahead and jump right in. The main beef that I have, well, I have a few beefs with the idea of blogging, but the main beef that I have is that I think that it is a major oversimplification of how hard it is to drive traffic to a blog and actually get any sort of response from the information or the inspiration that you're putting up online. The suggestion that everyone should start a blog to drive traffic to their shop kind of harkens back to the day when you could sign up for a Blogspot blog and then throw up some information online. There were no templates. It didn't matter what your colors were. You could customize a very little and you would have traffic there like almost immediately with very little work and you didn't really have to master any kind of SEO or anything really complicated. This was like 10 years ago. It is not that way anymore, and it has not been that way for many years. So the idea that you would have a blog for your website that actually is able to rank in Google and people are going to read it, and then they're going to be invested enough in what you're saying that they'll click through to your Etsy shop, where they will then look through all of your products and add your product to the cart and then actually check out and purchase is kind of crazy to me as a suggestion for a legit way to drive traffic to your shop and increase your sales on any kind of level that actually matters. I have never had a blog for my Etsy shop, and I've had over 13,000 sales on the Etsy platform. Now, does that mean that I wouldn't have had 15,000 sales if I had had a blog? Um, Maybe, although I don't really believe that I would have had more sales if I had a blog. Rather, I actually think that I probably would have had less sales if I had a blog that I was trying to use to drive traffic because I would have spent so much time and energy and effort actually trying to build that blog rather than spending that time focused on a way that will better serve my business and get results faster and more concentrated results for looking for the buyers that I want to attract to my shop. 
Which brings me to my next point of why I don't like blogging as a way to drive traffic to your shop. Blogging is super time consuming. Whether you are starting a whole lifestyle blog where you blog about a wide range of topics or you're starting a more niche blog or you have a few different categories of posts that you put up each week or each month, it's very time consuming to gather all the information, format it to look nice, write it out, make graphics for it, upload it to your website, upload it to social media and all of that. I know that there are people who are out there who say that you can just have a few different types of posts that you repeat over and over again. Let's say you repeat each type of post once a month, like you have a summer roundup and a back to school roundup and a fall roundup and a winter roundup and a Christmas roundup. But who is really going to read that blog when you have barely new information, any new information on it? It's just this random assortment of the same types of posts over and over again. Now, I'm not saying that if you wanted to start a blog, you should totally reinvent the wheel and come up with completely new information that's never before seen on the internet and all this new content all the time. But the idea that you can just throw up a blog post once a month and repeat the same type of post over and over and over again is a major oversimplification. There is so much content on the internet in 2019, and no one is going to read or frankly, probably even find or care about your blog if you are not consistently, like weekly at least, putting out new content and then promoting it through social media, through Pinterest, etc. And all of that is assuming that you even have a blog or a website already that looks halfway decent. And it's putting aside all of the time that it takes to get started with a website provider that does templates like Squarespace or God forbid you dive into the world of WordPress and then you wake up a year from now and you've wasted a year of your life trying to figure out how to work WordPress and work these templates and understand the coding of it. Or alternatively, you could pay somebody to set up a website and make it look pretty, but it could cost you thousands of dollars or more. Again, this is 2019. You can't just finagle your way into setting up a blog that has terrible graphics and a terrible layout and it's not optimized and you don't know anything about SEO for Google or getting ranked. It just doesn't work. This is not 10 years ago. And unfortunately, it's not that easy anymore. So this is majorly oversimplified advice to put up a blog, repeat the same posts over and over again, and you're on your way with sales rolling in. So that is my major beef with blogging as a marketing tool. It is such an incredible amount of work with little to no payoff for a long period of time. A colleague of mine who is a seriously successful blogger, really, really successful, but she teaches other people how to blog. And she says that she generally recommends people prepare themselves for at least one to two years of blogging before they're making any kind of measurable income. And that is for somebody who's planning on blogging for the long haul as a lifestyle blogger with very regular, unique content that they're consistently promoting. I think that if you started a blog today, you'd be incredibly lucky if a year from now it was getting consistent traffic. And you could probably expect maybe a handful of sales to have come in from that blog, again, if you're lucky. And that's assuming that you're doing all of those things to promote it, such as making graphics to post on Pinterest and you're regularly pinning, you're active on the platform, you're promoting on social media, you're building an email list that you're emailing regularly. All of those things go into building a blog and marketing that blog. It's not as simple as just putting up the blog and then you walk away from it. 
So why do these so-called Etsy experts or Etsy coaches, and I'm using that term kind of loosely in this context, so often recommend blogging as a way to drive traffic to your shop? Well, I want to put in a little caveat by saying that none of these things, the email list, the blog, the social media, Pinterest, are a bad way of marketing inherently. A lot of those same things are the way that I have marketed my coaching business at creativemomboss.com. But therein lies the difference and where I I think a lot of that misconception or confusion comes from. What I'm doing on Creative Mom Boss is totally different than what I'm doing on my Etsy shop, Funky Monkey Children. And what I'm selling with the Creative Mom Boss business is vastly different than what I'm selling on the Etsy platform. With my Etsy shop, I'm selling a physical product, a monogrammed baby item. The buyer doesn't have to know me or know my background or know my story or trust me beyond just trusting that I'll deliver the product that they order, which they can see through my over 2,000 positive reviews on Etsy that the likelihood of me coming through with that transaction and delivering the product that they've ordered is very high. And if it's not high, then they'll get their money back through Etsy or PayPal or their credit card or whatever. No skin off their back. With Creative Mom Boss, it's totally different. I'm selling a service and I'm selling myself as the Etsy expert. So you as the consumer or the buyer or the student or whatever you want to call it to the Creative Mom Boss community has to trust me and you have to know me on a more personal level and buy into that backstory and trust that I really do know what I'm talking about. And that's a totally different way of marketing than is marketing your product-based business. So you're hearing the advice to start a blog and to have people buy into your story and know you as a person and whatever from people that don't have experience selling on Etsy a physical product or who are selling digital products and that's how they're building their brand. Or maybe you might just be hearing it from people with more general marketing advice or people who don't know anything about Etsy as a platform and they don't know what makes Etsy different than trying to build your own space on the internet through a standalone website or a blog. And I think a lot of times the people that are pushing blogging for a product-based business get really muddled in the difference between selling a service and selling a physical product. And they maybe have built their knowledge-based, service-based business in this way, so they don't see the difference between those two types of marketing or the difference in the way that you should be appealing to your buyer dependent on what you're selling. Which brings me to my next point. When is blogging a good idea or maybe not as bad of an idea? What kind of industries for Etsy sellers can this actually work for? If you're building a digital business like digital downloads or planning spreadsheets or something like that, blogging might be a good way to connect with your customer because it will allow you the opportunity to show them how to best utilize your product. Another example of an industry that this might work for that I've seen it work for would be something like SVG files or embroidery files where you can then blog and tell your customer how to use the product. You can do the how-tos. You can teach them how to use the product in a broader sense. You show examples of things that can be done with the files that you're selling or things that previous customers have done with them. The difference between these and something like, for example, my shop with monogrammed baby gifts is that they buy the product in my shop and then it's done. There's nothing else really that they can do with it. They purchase the item, they get the item, they give it as a gift, they keep it for themselves, whatever. With a digital download, it's a little bit different because they're buying it with a purpose in mind to use it. So 
So rather than just buying a pair of earrings and wearing the earrings, and that's the end of the story, maybe they're buying a budgeting tracker digital download. And that's just the beginning of how they're making those changes in their life or the ways that that item can be used. The product that they're buying is a means to an end. It's not the end itself. So then there's more room for you as the digital designer to then help them continue along in their journey or stay on track or be motivated or whatever. Hopefully that makes sense. It's sort of a difference in how the story plays out. With products, the product is purchased, and that's the end of the story most of the time. With supplies or digital products, that's just the beginning of the story of how the buyer is going to use that purchase and what they're going to do with it. Another key difference there is that they may need help envisioning how to use it or a tutorial on best practices to use it, and you as the seller or the blogger can help them with that. For example, I have seen blogs in my niche with the SVG or embroidery files that they talk about how to get started with embroidery or they give a how-to about what kind of stabilizer to use, how to take care of your embroidery machine, or they'll help you to put together colors or patterns for an applique and they're selling that applique file. Think about that strictly for a product-based business. If I'm selling monogrammed baby gifts, what would my how-to be? I don't really want to show everyone how I make my actual monogrammed baby gifts because then I'm basically training my competition in the best practices that I have established over the years of making these products. But I also don't have the expertise or, frankly, the interest in talking about a wider variety of things surrounding that niche, like maybe baby shower decorations or nursery decor. The idea of running a blog based around baby shower decorations when I sell baby shower gifts sounds exhausting to me. And I cannot imagine having to come up with new content for that just to sell my monogrammed baby gifts. While I may eventually be able to become a baby shower expert, that's not really where my interest or my expertise lies. And if I spent the time trying to build that blog to drive traffic to my shop, I can almost guarantee that my payoff would be significantly lower than if I just invested that time in something that had a much faster and better payoff. So if you have a digital product and a collection of digital products that you can base your blog around and you really like blogging and writing and that's how you want to spend your free time, you are okay spending your free time trying to promote your blog and drive traffic to it and build up your content and all of that, then go for it. I'm not telling you that blogging is terrible and it won't ever have any sort of payoff in your life at all. I don't think that's true, and I actually quite enjoy blogging on Creative Mamba, so I'm not anti-blogging. I just don't think that it's the best use of your time. If you're limited in time and you're limited in the mental bandwidth that you can spend marketing your shop, and you're a newer seller who has not already built a following in your online community. If you have a product-based business and you don't already have a blog and you're looking at blogging solely as a marketing technique, not because you actually have an interest in doing it or you really want to do it beyond just marketing your shop, then don't waste your time trying to build a blog. Unless you love blogging and you have a desire to be a blogger, the payoff is not going to be there for you for the time that you're going to spend doing it. And even if you do love blogging and you want to be a blogger, the payoff still might not be there. It is tough to become a blogger these days and everyone and their brother is an Instagram influencer. So getting seen in that online blogging space takes a lot of time and energy and strategy and a lot of perseverance. So what should you do instead? If blogging is not worth the time and it's not worth the energy investment, where is that time and energy best spent? 
My number one thing that I would always recommend to people is to get your keywords in order to appeal to your customer. If you are not harnessing the built-in traffic that Etsy provides by having the platform that is well-recognized and millions of users use it, you are missing a huge opportunity to drive traffic to your shop without having to do all of the work yourself. You're never going to be able to attract the same kind of traffic that a website like Etsy does. You're just not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to be ranked in Google as highly. You're not going to be able to have all of those backlinks that brought that drive traffic back to you. You're just not going to be able to. So you need to take advantage of the fact that they've already done that for you. They already have the traffic there. Those users are on the platform. They trust Etsy and they're ready to buy something. They're not just reading a blog or collecting information or scrolling through or window shopping. They're primed and ready to purchase because they're on that shopping platform. And the way that you get them to see your shop and see your products is through the keywords that you're using throughout your listings and by optimizing those keywords to really harness the power of the SEO. If you are just getting started on Etsy, blogging is such a long-range plan and also such a time-intensive and time-consuming way of marketing your shop that it is not something that you need to work on right away. Or even if you have like mid-level sales and you're doing okay, and honestly, maybe even if you have a ton of sales, it is not really where it's at in terms of driving your traffic. I have never had a blog for my Etsy shop, nor do I ever plan on having one. It is not the best use of my time, and I am all about utilizing your time in the best way possible and the least confusing and least frustrating way possible. Because who of us has hours upon hours of time to kill doing things for your business that will not move the needle forward in your business? It's definitely not me, and I doubt you do either. I hope that this episode has been helpful and explained why I am so anti-blogging as a way of driving traffic to your Etsy shop, particularly if you are a newer seller, you don't have a huge inherent interest in blogging, and you don't already have a large following that is just eating up every single thing that you put out there. If you are looking for more Etsy tips or more ways to get those keywords in line and really work on that search engine optimization for your Etsy shop, I would love to have you join me in my private Facebook group, Etsy Roadmap by Lauren Keplinger. The link to join that is creativemomboss.com slash Facebook. And I hope that I will see you over there. It is the nicest group of Etsy entrepreneurs out there. And we are always willing to take a look at your shop and help you out and help you to brainstorm those keywords that are going to attract your customers. I will see you back here next week for another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. Until then, bye for now.